The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck. Like a rugged half-ton Tundra, workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design, the Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma, delivering trail-dominating power and captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. And with new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. And when you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. What a play! Can you believe this? <laughs> no, I can't. It's time to dominate your fantasy league. Off to the races, and he stays on his feet. This is going to go the distance. Now, here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Heath. Happy Friday, everyone. Let's talk fantasy football. Let's preview seven games on the NFC home game slate. And let's recap Gabe Davis Day. Today's episode is presented by... Why is it not Khalil Shakir Day? Oh, it could be Khalil, yeah. Why Why is it Dalton Kincaid Day? Why is it not Rashad White Day? It was a great game for fantasy. uh, Yeah, it was. uh, It was a pretty good day. Um, Could have been even better if Chris Godwin had looked at that that, uh, Hail Mary. By the way... Today's episode is presented by Salesforce. I'm Adam Azer here with Dave Richard and Jamie Eisenberg. It's happy Friday to you guys. Uh, before we get into baseball, uh, football, I need a World Series prediction. Who's going to win the World? Who's going to win the World Series? It starts tonight. Rangers in six. Dave, Rangers in four. I have absolutely no idea who's on the Rangers. <laughs> oh yeah, I do. Hold on, Josh Young. Is that is that is it Young or Jung? How do we pronounce his name? I think it's Jung, but I don't know. Jung? <laughs> Jamie and I traded him during the season in RAL only league. It's the only reason why I know who he is. Okay, great. They've got DeGrom, too. Is Nolan Ryan still on the Rangers? Uh, he's playing as much as Jacob DeGrom. Buffalo 24, Tampa Bay 18. By the way, these seven games we're looking at today, uh, Cincinnati, San Francisco, Minnesota, Green Bay, Rams at Cowboys, Vegas at Detroit on Monday night, Philadelphia at Washington. Always a always a good game when those two get together. Baltimore at Arizona and the Jets at the Giants. Rarely a good game when those two get together. Um, all right. So anyway, Buffalo twenty four, Tampa Bay eighteen. The most anticlimactic, perfectly thrown hail mary in NFL history. Just <laughs> fell harmlessly without being touched to the ground. Um, but uh, all right, Jamie, you can start. What were your major takeaways from this game, which, like you said, was good for fantasy? The only major player that did not have a good fantasy day was James Cook. Um, otherwise, for the most part, I mean, look, Evans was was underwhelming, but he did score a touchdown. But I, I think you look at it. First off, the biggest thing was 
I don't know if it's no Dawson Knox, but they they certainly changed how they looked from a lot of two tight end sets. And it was great for Khalil Shakir. I feel pretty good after I picked him up in our dynasty league right nice. before the game started. Um that he's he's gonna have some opportunities. Not that he's gonna play like that. But uh Gabe Davis was awesome. Uh Dalton Kincaid was fantastic once again. And now you're looking at, you know, hopefully this is what we're gonna see is Josh Allen distributing the ball to all these guys. I mean, four players with five plus catches was was fun to see, you know, and it's not like Diggs suffered, you know, he just didn't score a touchdown. But uh, and 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 again, I'll go back to what we said prior to the game on Wednesday. If Rashad White's involved in the passing game, he is going to be a must-start running back in PPR. And this is now two straight games where he's been significantly involved in the passing game. I don't care if he only runs up the middle. I don't care what the defense is against him running up the middle. As long as he's catching passes, that is awesome. Yeah. Hey, this was a good matchup for him. The Bucks, uh, the Bills were not good against pass-catching running backs. But correct. I don't really like know. What, on yeah, I don't really know what to do with that though. That's the thing is. Do I just assume he's going to be so involved? And and then there's James Cook, right? Like James Cook, the first few games we thought, oh, he's so involved in the passing game. Now it's a total guessing game. Uh, is it? I'm going to ask. I I think it's a silly question, but maybe it's not. Who would you rather have rest of the season, James Cook or Rashad White? Knowing that there's a guy that the Bills were interested in now saying he wants to be traded. I'm going to go Rashad White. No, come on. All right, fine. So if the trade deadline passes and Dalvin Cook, who's washed up and not good anymore probably, is still is not on the bills, James Cook or Rashad White? If if this is Rashad White, I'll take Rashad White. Oh, yeah, of course. If, if he's going to continue to see six targets a game, there's no way in PPR you can say James Cook, especially knowing that Cook is still losing third and fourth down work to Latavius Murray. And losing work inside the goal line to Latavius Murray, Josh Allen. Uh, they tried twice to get Dalton Kincaid into the end zone before Dalton Kincaid actually got into the end zone. The thing that stood out to me was that Josh Allen didn't throw deep that much. He had an A dot of six yards. It was the second lowest of the season. And he also had the, his lowest or second lowest rates in air yard attempts of 10 and 15 yards downfield. And he was still three of five on those deep throws that he did have. But he didn't have a lot of them. And I don't know if that's the shoulder. I don't know if that was part of the game plan against the Bucs. Bucks run a lot of zone defense, so the underneath is open a lot. That's what helped Kincaid and Shakir and Gabe. They really changed Gabe's role oh. compared to prior weeks. If this is the Bills' offense moving forward, I think they'll be effective. And yeah. it's like Jamie said, more three-receiver sets, more explosiveness on the field. I think Shakir has good hands. And th- this might be where they go moving forward, uh, assuming that they don't play teams where they feel like they have to use two tight ends, where they have to block pass rushers. So we'll, we'll see what happens. But I'm encouraged by what I saw for, for Gabe and Kincaid and a little bit for Shakir, too. OK, when I said it was a silly question, I thought you guys were going to say James Cook. You both said Rashad White. Uh, OK, so you're taking Rashad White over Cook. And I'm I'm honestly hoping that yesterday was a good day for James Cook because the Bills need to look at themselves in the mirror and say why are we continuing to give Latavius Murray the ball near the five in inside the five yard line? It just why it's not. I don't feel like James Cook can't score there, but you know what? That's I don't know what they're going to do. And right now, you have to assume they're going to keep taking him because off the he's field the there. bigger back. Yeah, right. oh, it's, totally it's archaic. It's it's ridiculous. It is. Um, I need to talk. What about, happens if they give the ball to Cook and he gets hurt down there? Hurt? I mean, come on. I, He's not going to get hurt. He's, Why would he be not, hurt any more there than he would be in the 20? It, it's because there's more bodies and it's more physical when you're running between the well, tackles. Well, if, you, if you're just going to slam him up the middle and do the cook push, then maybe. <laughs> yeah, sure. So right. they, what, what they should do is try and get a lot more creative with James Cook. And that's not just near the goal line. It's everywhere. And the fact that they've had him now for you know a season and a half and they haven't done it, 
it's either troubling or telling. You can pick which one it is. But this offense, it's just going to keep revolving around Josh Allen, and that hurts James Cook. All right, well, listen, Allen decided he wanted to run a little bit more, and he did, and, and, he, and he was great, and he's the number one quarterback in fantasy, but he is dealing with this shoulder injury, and as Dave said, he didn't throw deep, and I brought this stat up on Wednesday. In the previous two games, two of 13, throwing the ball 20 or more air yards, so I think that it is an issue, and I do want to address Gabe Davis because I feel bad. I mean, I gave terrible advice. I didn't like Gabe Davis. Um, I ended <laughs> Because of injuries, he didn't give terrible advice. He hasn't been producing. I mean, it's, it's well, who it saw was, this coming? Well, There's not a person in the world saw this coming, except for maybe Ken Dorsey and Sean McDermott. But that's what I want to talk about. This was if Gabe Davis had just caught a 40-yard touchdown pass or something, I would be like, all right, whatever, he got right, it. That's Gabe. This was one of the most unique Gabe Davis games that he has ever played. He had his third lowest A dot in the regular season with a minimum of five targets. He had the second most targets of his career. He had the most catches in his career in a regular season game by three catches. This was a completely different Gabe Davis with a completely different Josh Allen who may not, well, we kind of saw it last year, right? Who may not be able to throw the ball downfield right now. And that was actually terrible for Gabe Davis. So that's the thing. It's like, I feel like my process was right. If the guy can't throw the ball downfield, and that's bad for Davis. Are are we really going to see this next week from Gabe and what I said to Chris last night on FFT and five is what happens in one week with Gabe Davis means nothing for the next week. <laughs> it's really true. Right. I don't know that he's a must. If he keeps playing this role and he gets 14 and he gets, you know, up to eight Four. to 10 targets, he's not going to get 14 targets every week, but okay. Then we're talking here, but I don't know what, what to expect from, from Gabe Davis. Well, I mean, I guess the, the, the first thing would be is change in personnel. So how much of that is going to benefit him? Maybe huge, maybe one week. But probably the biggest thing is if you could flip Gabe Davis now and say, look at this, this is what he might become. Not a bad move. Yeah. No. And it's it's hard to believe. Look at the matchups coming up for Buffalo at Cincinnati. Denver at home is going to be pretty juicy. The Jets at home, that'll be tough at Philadelphia. And then they have their bye in week 13. They've got some tough matchups tough. coming up. And yeah. it's certainly they won't play teams that are heavy zone like Tampa. I need to confirm that Tampa actually did this yesterday. But, like, bottom line is they're going to have to come up with something else other than what they did in this game. They can't just keep they, – they could try to keep doing this. I'm not sure if it'll work. So I agree with you. If you can sell high on Gabe Davis, it's a good move. But that, that being said, though, if they are going to give him eight-plus targets on a regular basis and change the way that he operates, you're still attached to Josh Allen, and you see now that he's, he can do it. So it's not just he's the guy that runs down the field. Plus, he's also on a contract year. Maybe there's something to it. Well, I think there's something to Dalton Kincaid. I think we all feel that way. 80% roster. Okay. Great game for Kincaid. Five catches, 65 yards, and a touchdown. He also had a little shovel pass down to the one. He had an end zone target. I, I don't know if it was technically an end zone target, but it was on fourth and goal from the one or the two, and it was knocked away on a turnover on down. So hopefully Dawson Knox is on IR. Maybe this is the springboard of Dalton Kincaid becoming a must-start tight end. And, it's not a springboard. It's happened. Okay. Yeah. It's it's really exciting stuff. And it's great. It's it's it, it is great. Um, the Bucks did play a lot of more man than normal yesterday. Yes, and that's, I want to. That's interesting. I, I want to give a shout out to uh, to um, Carlton Davis, who I only was paying attention in the second half, but what I saw, he was shadowing Stefan Diggs, and Diggs had a good game for fantasy purposes, but not great. One of his uh, worst games really of the year, which is saying something. It's been a heck of a year. 16 PPR points. Fat. Exactly. Exactly. 
All right, uh, we got a lot of content this weekend on Sunday morning at 10 a.m. Eastern. Fantasy Football Today is on CBS Sports HQ. You can watch that on the CBS Sports app. On Sunday morning at 11.30 a.m. Eastern, we're live until from 11.30 until kickoff, answering your questions. No commercials. 90 minutes of just football talk and a little bit of goofiness and your questions over and over and over again. It's a lot of fun. That's at youtube.com slash fantasyfootballtoday. Sportsline's new show, Inside the Lines, takes you behind the scenes with the brains behind the Sportsline simulation, showing you line movement throughout the week, injuries that will impact matchups, and early value plays using the model's projections. Uh, Get ahead of the lines and the public every weekday, 1 p.m. Eastern, uh, with data and analysis that you can't find anywhere else at youtube.com slash sportsline. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Dave, just from the NFC home games that we're talking about today, there are seven of them. I know we did start of the week yesterday with Jamie, but this is your turn here. From the seven games we're talking about today, who is a must-start player? I'm... I am excited about Gus Edwards, believe it or not, against the Arizona Cardinals. And and honestly, it's the matchup more than anything else. They've given up the fourth most fantasy points to running backs on the season. Every lead running back that's faced Arizona has at least 12 PPR points against them. They see on average 25 running back carries per game. And I know that Edwards and Justice Hill, they're still splitting touches. But Evans, I mean, Edwards has had twice as many touches as Hill in their past two games. So on the season, it looks like they're splitting the last two weeks, twice as many touches for Gus Edwards than for Justice Hill. He's powerful. He looks good. He can get to his top speed pretty quickly, and he's been dominating snaps near the goal line. I would take the chance, even in PPR, on Gus Edwards as an RB2. We don't really want to call him a must-start, though, right? Just just to clarify, he's not an amazing start. Must-start Gus Bust! (laughs) <laughs> no, but look, he's a good he is a good player to bring up. Uh, a running backs had 20 or more carries against the Cardinals in four of the last five games. This is just what happens against Arizona. They are a terrific matchup. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. 
Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. All right, let's go uh, through the news and notes. And actually, before we get to the news and notes, I think the, the main news item right now is Ken Walker. And we look at the running backs in the Cleveland-Seattle game. We, we previewed that game yesterday, but we got a little bit more information now. Kareem Hunt back at practice, expected to play. And Zach Charbonnet is 58% rostered. This doesn't make sense. Go get Zach Charbonnet right now. Um, I know it's a tough matchup, but uh, let's say let's say um, Zach Char- let's say Ken Walker doesn't play, and hopefully hopefully he does. Also, Tyler Lockett is not practiced. If Ken Walker does not play, Jamie, who was the best running back in the Cleveland Cincinnati game? That's a good question. Um, I probably would lean Hunt just because I think Charbonnet still not one hundred percent. Also, and they would probably use more of a committee at this point, knowing what they have. So it would be probably Charbonnet and, and DJ Dallas. But in terms of what you just said about his roster percentage, what if this injury lingers for Ken Walker? I mean, calf strains, we know, as Joe Burrow, they could be a problem. And so if this is something that that might be more than just a one-week thing, again, he can still play this week, so it's, it's you know no certainty that he's out. But he should be rostered. You know this team wants to run the ball, and you know it's a, a successful running offense. It has been for years. So – you want that guy who they drafted to maybe push the guy who's going to be banged up. So he should be 100% roster at this point. Okay. Um, all right. So I'm sure we'll have time to talk about that. Maybe we'll have some information. We probably won't have information on the mailbag, but we certainly will over the weekend. Oh, no, they practice early today. Don't worry. We'll be good. <laughs> and we can always believe what Pete Carroll says. But here are the rest of your news and notes. Jimmy Garoppolo seems on track to play. Uh, still not expecting Brock Purdy. Do you know what his uh, his incentives are? First contract? No. So he gets he misses ninety thousand dollars for every game that he's missed. So he he's already down one hundred eighty grand for not playing the two games this year. He's playing this week. <laughs> uh, Brock Purdy's still in the concussion protocol, so we're not expecting him. Deshaun Watson's out this week, and he doesn't know how long the injury will linger. So that stinks. Um, Kyler Murray. How much money does he lose every week? <laughs> Twenty million dollars. Uh, I mean, that's it. It's going to go down as the worst contract in sports. It might. It very well might. Uh, I don't think he loses twenty million every week. Kyler Murray is off the injury report, but that does not mean they're going to activate him. Um, let's see. Daniel Jones still not cleared for contact. Probably not going to play against the Jets. Raheem Mostert back. Tyreek Hill back. That was good news. David Montgomery missed practice, but Dan Campbell said he's getting better. And I was like, no, Dan Campbell, don't just just <laughs> give him another week. Just give him another week. Such a big fantasy impact there, Montgomery. If, if he plays and if he doesn't, you know, for, he's not playing. He's playing next two weeks. All right, yep. all right. Yeah, they have a bye next week. Uh, Rashawn Johnson is going to play this week. Miles Sanders still practicing in full. Aaron Jones was limited in practice. He got back out there. Um, okay, I think that's it. Running back. I mentioned Tyree Kill back. Jo- oh, Josh Palmer. So I mean, I got lucky because I was going to start Josh Palmer over Gabe Davis over Gabe Davis. Saw Josh Palmer hasn't practiced each of the last two days, and I can't take the risk. So Palmer has not practiced. He's got the Sunday night game against Chicago. We'd we'd like him if he played, but uh, he's got a knee injury. Deontay Johnson, was it ham? I put knee, but was it it the hamstring again? I think it's hamstring again. All right, so this is something. I mean, this makes George Pickens even easier to start if if Deontay misses the game. But a guy who was out a month with a hamstring injury plays a game, and now he's back on the injury report with a hamstring injury. A uh, red flag there for Deontay. DK is going to play, but Tyler Lockett missed practice. 
So if we already previewed that game yesterday. So Dave, if Lockett's out, Jackson Smith and Jigba would be what for you? At worst, the number three wide receiver. At worst, he, he might be closer to a top 20 receiver. Okay. Uh, Christian Watson's good to go. He's practicing in full. And still no Debo. And Robert Woods is out. He's gonna He might miss some time, Robert Woods, uh, which is not huge for Woods, but he does get some targets. Might be better for a guy like Tank Dell. Tight end news. TJ Hawkinson got back to practice. Gerald Everett was limited in practice yesterday, I believe. That was a little bit of a surprise. And still no Luke Musgrave. Uh, offensive line, couple the Rams-Cowboys game. Cowboys left tackle Tyron Smith has a stinger. And Rams right tackle Rob Havenstein, uh, probably said that wrong. He mispracticed, whatever it is. Uh, he mispracticed as well. So you might have Dallas without their left tackle and the Rams without their right tackle. On defense, Reed Blankenship is back for the Eagles. He's been a decent IDP player. Safety Reed Blankenship, he'll start alongside Kevin Byard now. Um, and that's the big... Oh, Roquan Smith says he's going to play for the Ravens. Oh, Jalen Ramsey might play. And what's the latest on Xavier Howard? That's one I did not see. Do we know that? No idea. I'm checking. All right. So that's, you know, that's a big deal for the Dolphins. They are facing the Patriots, but you want them to have their top two cornerbacks. Ramsey is expected to play according to Schefter, but he said, I haven't made any decision yet, so we'll see. Xavier Howard limited in practice on Wednesday and Thursday. So there's a chance now that Howard and Ramsey play against the Patriots. Well, there goes that Patriots passing game. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, wait a minute. It's been a little bit better over the last couple of games. But, yeah. Uh, It'll just encourage the Dolphins. I'm sitting Juju now. Yeah. Uh, it'll encourage the Dolphins to blitz significantly more. All right. Well, I mean, look, you, you joke about Juju, but I know you like Kendrick Bourne. I do. We've I think he's talking a sleeper. About yes, him. but he's not a must-start guy by any stretch. No. no, no, he's a sleeper. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, we'll have one question for each game, starting with Cincinnati at San Francisco. We'll be right back on Fantasy Football today. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. And welcome back, everybody. All right, we got seven games to talk about. We'll start with the Bengals at the 49ers. This will be the first game we discuss, so we'll get into whole, to Joe Burrow and the passing game and Joe Mixon and all that. Um, but my question is, are you losing faith in Brandon Ayuk? This week I am. Um, a little bit. Yeah. Mostly because of the quarterback situation. I mean, I... I we got some good news on Purdy, but it doesn't seem like he's still going to have time to clear the concussion protocol. 
And I don't know if Darnold's going to be a complete disaster for him because the system is so good. But it's a tough matchup, and he struggled the last few weeks. He's got one touchdown, I think, in his last five games. So it's not a, okay, no Debo, it's a slam dunk. If Purdy was there, it'd be a slam dunk. But no no Purdy makes it a little tougher. Yeah, Ayuk hasn't scored since week one. And I the last three games have been terrible for him. With Debo not playing, the offensive line missing Trent Williams for, I guess, like one game, really. But he was beat up in the Cleveland game. And they've taken on some tough defenses, and, and Jamie talked about it just now. Bengals defense is pretty good. I, I I am not a fan of Brandon Ayuk this week with Darnold in. That's a step down in quarterback. And I apologize because I I mean I should have absolutely included this, but Trent Williams is still not practicing, so that's the biggest offensive line news. Uh, he he missed last week's game and he is not practicing right now. Okay, so that was uh, that was Cincinnati at San Francisco. Let's see. I, uh, I'm a little lost here in my notes. Are we at Minnesota Green Bay next? Yes, Minnesota Green Bay. Uh, are Jordan Addison and TJ Hawkinson the only confident starts for you guys? For both teams? Yeah. Yes. It's about right. I mean, isn't that wild? Like, we thought Minnesota was this layup matchup. We liked, obviously, we loved Aaron Jones, Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs had emerged. At three of his first four games were great. And Jordan Love was playing well. And now we're we are not confident in a single Green Bay Packer. I mean, can you? No. It's, it's you know, if Jones was a hundred percent, I would say it's a slam dunk, but he's not. And he's, you know, talking about that. If Watson had been playing consistently and producing, you'd say slam dunk, but he's not. And I mean, you know, Jordan Love got off to a great start as a fantasy quarterback. That's clearly tailed off. So yeah, so in terms of the word confident, and look on the other side too. Madison may not be the best running back on his own team right now. Yeah. So there's that, that there's that also, this is a great matchup, but you know, it wouldn't shock me at all. If this is the week cam makers takes over after what we saw last week. All right. Next game. Rams are at the Cowboys. Dave starter sit Daryl Henderson. The Cowboys been pretty damn good against running backs. I'm as a borderline start in PPR. I think they, I think that's the game, game of the week. Cowboys hosting the Rams. Yeah, it's the game of the week. Yeah, because there aren't any good games this week. <laughs> yeah, and that's I why Bengals forty nine. That's why he's a borderline star. I can't go. There's actually a game of the week rule. It's in the bylaws. Um, you can't have Sam Darnold in your game of the week. So yeah. Got it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, I, I, I struggled with game of the week, honestly, but I think, I think we got a good, I think we got a good game here. I think Rams are going to give him a game and are we going to get a full 20 points from Matthew Stafford? No. Yes. Yeah, I don't think so either. I'm going to go, oh. I'm going to be bold. He's going to get that second touchdown. Um, all right. But anyway, uh, starters to Daryl Henderson. I already got into it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't, don't want to repeat myself. We, I was very passionate it. with my plea. Yeah. What would you? Dave hates this music. He hates I like the music after the original riff. It sounds like a pterodactyl is about to attack him. One question for each game. Dave. Daryl Henderson. Where's he ranked? I got him 24th in PPR. Okay. We'll get into that shortly. Uh, Unfortunately, about- I had him ahead of Rashad White. That's probably not going to work out. How about Vegas at Detroit? Start or sit Josh Jacobs. Gus Edwards is the only running back with more than 46 rushing yards against the Detroit Lions starter sit Josh Jacobs. 
uh, start, but he's not a number one running back. He's a number two running back. Mm-hmm. So who are some guys that you might would you you wouldn't start Charbonnet or Hunt over him if if Walker were out? No. Nope. Okay. How about Swift, um, Gibbs? Gibbs, Mostert, Swift, Mostert. Yep. By the way, the, remember, us, the usual suspects at this point that are playing better than. Remember I said yesterday I thought this was a terrible week for running backs. I think I've pinpointed why. It's because the, there are three running backs who were drafted in round two or three that they, 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 you know, that they haven't been running the ball well. Mixon, Jacobs, and Henry. And they all have bad matchups. And it's, it's, I feel like it's, they ha- there's a line, right? I mean, they're all ranked very similarly, right? Mixon, Henry, Jacobs. Yeah, in the, the late teens. Yeah, and that, there's like this line there. It's like before them, everybody else I feel, you know, feel pretty good about. It. And then there's them. And then there's all these other guys like Daryl Henderson and Madison and all that. Sure. Uh, okay, Philadelphia at Washington. Terry McLaurin or Devontae Smith? I just got asked that question on a radio show this morning. Would you trade uh, Devontae Smith for Terry McLaurin? And the answer I gave was, if you need to win now, I probably would because McLaurin's just playing better. But I still think there's more upside with Smith moving forward. But at this point, you got to ride the hot hand. And I'd go with McLaurin over Smith right now. He had 22... PPR points in the earlier meeting against what uh, Philadelphia. He's had at least 15 PPR points in six of his nine career games against Philadelphia. And he's the target that Sam Howell goes to when he's pressured. So, so every play. Yeah, that's <laughs> nice, right? He goes to him the most. I can't say he goes to him every play, but majority of the time, like 20 something percent, like 22% target share when he's, he's their only reliable pass catcher right now. I mean, that's you know, Samuel, Samuel's, been that guy too but he doesn't see as many targets i mean dotson clearly has not been that guy and logan thomas has not been consistent so yeah mclaurin is locked in as a number two receiver and Devontae smith's got to prove something how many games have the eagles played this year six seven is that oh yeah have they had their Can one of you confirm seven seven <laughs> 13 different wide receivers have had at least 12 ppr points against the eagles this year and at least yeah. one every game has gotten to 16 ppr points Right. It just doesn't really make sense. They, they were so good against receivers last year. You think they, they should be better, but you're right. They haven't given up the production. Um, good. Well, one, Slay's missed time. They lost their slot corner, you know, so there's been true. some things that that's have fair. changed. Mm-hmm. And their pass rush wasn't so good, but that's getting back into, into form now. But uh, Oh, say, it will be great this week. Yeah, it will be. Last thing about Smith, optimistic note on Smith. He's got a 12.6-yard dot. That is way up from last year. I don't think it's really helped him, but if you want to have a high dot against the team – Washington is a team to have a high dot against. Bring it up every week. Uh, Baltimore at Arizona. Would you start Zay Flowers over the struggling Chris Olave and or struggling Devontae Smith? Over Smith, not over Olave. Okay. Uh, No, not me. I'm I'm a I'm a little worried that he won't get that huge target volume because I think the Ravens will be able to run the ball. Yeah, teams don't throw that much on Arizona. That's a good point. Um, Jets at Giants. But Jamie also says he'd start him over Smith. I didn't want to discount what Jamie was saying there. Uh, Jets at Giants. Starter sit Garrett Wilson. You guys disagree a little bit on this one here. Uh, Jamie, starter sit Garrett Wilson. Must start receiver. Number one receivers have absolutely destroyed the Giants. And I think the Giants pass rush is going to blitz the snot out of Zach Wilson. Wilson's been off target on 31% of his throws to Garrett Wilson. So Wilson's been good. He can get you around 15 to 17 PPR points. But there's downside with him, too, in case that he doesn't do it, which has happened with Zach Wilson. So, yes, Giants pass defense on the course of the season, terrible. Last couple of weeks, getting a little bit better. I think the defense is getting a little bit better. And so I'm a little nervous about Wilson, but 
he's 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 among those receivers in that 15 PPR point range. And would you start Dave? You know, if you're a little hesitant on Wilson, would you start him over Zay Flowers? Would you start him over Devontae Smith? Yeah, I'll start him over Flowers, not over Smith. Jamie, start him over Smith? Easily. Okay. Um, okay. And, you know, I've got to be 100% honest with everybody here. I didn't really have time for Beat the Waiver Wire. We have four teams on by next week. It's Jacksonville, Detroit. Just San, do it for the mailbag. Tease it for the San mailbag. San Francisco and Denver. Do All it right. for the mailbag, but here's a name. Gardner Minshew. If you've got golf for Trevor Lawrence and you need a quarterback to start next week, it's Minshew against Carolina. I'm just a little worried that they're going to run the ball 35 times in that game. But I thought about that, too. I would double it. <laughs> 70 carries for Jonathan Taylor and Zach Moss. Yeah, I mean, like you could maybe Garoppolo against the Giants, but I, I do agree with Dave. The Giants' defense is, has not been that bad. They just played, well, lately, when they haven't played yeah. the hardest teams and, you know, the, the best offenses, basically. Yeah, the Bills. Uh, no, they did well against the Bills, right? Yeah, I know, but you said not the best offense. But, they, they you know, they, they really were not good against the Dolphins the week before. But I just mean all year. I mean, the Cowboys beat them up no. the 49ers. Um, all right. Anywho. Uh, they did a nice job against the Bills. They did a really nice job against the Commanders. Those are their last two opponents. And now it's Zach Wilson, who I, I know everybody's making a big deal. He's getting better. He's getting better. He's getting a little bit better. I don't think we should go crazy over Zach Wilson. All it's right. not about Zach Wilson, though. He's been good for Garrett Wilson. He's only thrown four touchdown passes, though. That's kind of the problem. But, but yeah, actually, okay. I, I look forward to talking about that. I, you guys both like Garrett Wilson, just to varying degrees. Jamie likes him more. It's yeah. okay. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. All right, Cincinnati's at San Francisco, and the Bengals have been working under center at practice, and they have not done that. Joe Burrow has operated out of the shotgun on 96% of his snaps. Uh, so only Anthony Richardson had a higher percentage. So this is a sign that Burrow is getting healthier. They don't operate under center a lot. I mean, last year it was about 76%, I think, out of shot, 78% out of shotgun, six highest in the NFL. But the fact that they're even doing it at all in practice is a good sign for Joe Burrow. Meanwhile, you know, talk about the San Francisco defense. Oh, they're struggling. They're struggling. They gave up 19 points at Cleveland, 22 points at Minnesota. And though those offenses aren't great in their current form, but, you know, seven of those points came on that fluky 60-yard touchdown pass. They're just not getting to the quarterback. Their pressure rate isn't even that bad. They're just not getting any sacks. They had two sacks in their last two games. Um, but anyway, Heath is worried about Joe Burrow. How worried are you guys about the Bengals offense? Jamie, you can start. Bengals offense just in general at San Francisco. I mean, I don't think it's like a layup, but I, I'm going to trust that, you know, Burrow, another week healthier, coming off a bye, should be rested. You're seeing a San Francisco team that's been, you know, on the road. They're going to benefit from coming home, but this is a team that's clearly not right. And just because the defense isn't dealing with a lot of injuries, they're probably going to be on the field a lot because the offense may be struggling. You know, you lose Trent Williams, you lose Debo Samuel, you're now going to be down Brock Purdy. This is not great for them. And so to me, sacks are overrated because, you know, there's so many variables that go into it. Pressure rate and, and what these guys do to get to the quarterback is is a little bit more valuable. So it's not like Burrow's going to have a million hours to stand back there and throw. But T. Higgins back, Jamar Chase playing like, you know, he's capable of playing because he's always effing open. And Burrow healthy, like, I'll take my chances with that right now. You know, if it was in Cincinnati, I'd feel a little bit better as well. But um, it's not, again, that the 49ers defense stinks. It's just that there's a lot of variables going into what they're dealing with right now. So if they're able to put Burrow on his back 
several times, it'll be a bad game for him. And I don't think it's going to be a 29-point game like we saw two weeks ago against Arizona, two games ago against Arizona. It'll be probably a little closer to what he had against the the Seahawks where it was under 20 fantasy points. I'll probably go over that, you know, to 21, 22, but not a huge game. But it's not going to be uh, – a, 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 it's, it's not a scenario where I'm running away from it. Okay, so would you start uh, – you'd definitely start golf over him this week, right? Yep. Golf at home. I wouldn't. I'd go Burrow over Oh, him. interesting. Okay. They're back-to-back. And Dak Prescott against the Rams or Joe Burrow? Burrow. Burrow for now. The one that I may switch is Stroud. I may put Stroud ahead of Burrow. Okay. As I'm looking at your rankings, uh, I'll update it. But I, I mean, Stroud's been a better fantasy quarterback all season that, That's true. That's true. <laughs> I thought you already had Stroud over Burrow. I see Stroud 8, Burrow 9. Oh, then I already did it. Yep. There you go. And Dave has Stroud 11, I got Burrow, Burrow 7. seven. All right, so you guys are starting Burrow. Now, Joe Mixon, on the other hand. Oh, I'm sorry. It was Cousins. I might put Cousins at him. Ahead of Burrow? Yep. Okay. Cousins might throw more than Burrow. He probably will. He he almost certainly will have more pass attempts than Goff. Um, Okay, so on the other hand, we got Joe Mixon. Only two running backs so far have scored more than 11.1 fantasy points against the Niners, Kyron Williams and Kareem Hunt. Joe Mixon, I don't think he scored more than 14 points in any game. He has not. Um, I don't really like. I don't really want to start him. <laughs> no, but, but I feel like, you know, Daryl. Like he's like a low end RB two by default. Right there, who's there's Daryl Henderson. You're not starting him over Mixon, are you? No, not this week. No, no. You've got some other guys. You know, uh, like I mean, the two you keep referencing, Hunt and Charbonnet. No. Gus Edwards? Not there yet, no. It, it's harder to do that in PPR. In non-PPR, I think you could do it. Aaron Jones? No. I don't know how much Jones is going to play, so mixing over Jones. Ugh, fine. And then uh, Chase start, starter sit T. Higgins, Dave. I, I am optimistic that the Bengals are going to come out of the bye and their offense will look better than it has all year. This was the point of the season when Burrow was struggling with the calf. This was the point of the season that I was pointing towards saying he should be fine by now. Had the week off. I I think that they get a lift coming out of the bye. And I think that it should mean good things for T. Higgins. Should see him get around seven or eight targets. Maybe he scores a touchdown on top of it. Has at least a decent game. So not not a slam dunk wide receiver two. I've got him in the low end wide receiver two range. Heath does not have T. Higgins in his top 48. That's how concerned wow. he is about the Bengals passing game. You know, he said it yesterday, no Brock Purdy. He thinks the 49ers are going to run the ball more, control the clock a little bit more. Uh, he thinks the 49ers defense is going to be hungry and out to prove something. He hasn't seen anything from Joe Burrow. And he's right. He's right about a lot of things. But, you know, you guys are taking the approach that Burrow's getting healthier after the bye. Also, it needs to be pointed out. Last year, the 49ers, I think they gave up the fifth most points to wide receivers. This year, 10th most points to wide receivers. They're not a team that shuts down wide receivers, typically. The only good wide receiver they've done well against was CeeDee Lamb this year. Um, other than that, I mean, it's been a it's been a favorable matchup. I mean, you could argue George Pickens and Deontay Johnson in week one, but I wouldn't argue that. Sid Irv Smith, and let's go to the other side of the ball. If Brock Purdy somehow plays, would you start him? No, I didn't like him prior to the concussion situation. Agreed. Okay, he has been great at home. That's where he's been his most comfortable. And so coming back home, you 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 feel like it's a good situation. But if Trent Williams is out, this duo of pass rushers and Hendrickson and Hubbard have been absolutely fantastic. 
And so it was going to be a struggle probably even with Williams, but you feel more comfortable with him because he's great at what he does. But man, if he's out, it's going to be potentially a bloodbath. Which duo do you like better, Henderson and Hubbard or Sanders and Hubbard? <laughs> Hendricks, <laughs> uh, sorry. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, start him. Brandon Ayuk or T. Higgins? Who do you like? Higgins. I've got Higgins. Okay. Ayuk or Metcalf? I would go. I would go Ayuk if Purdy plays though. Um, I might. Uh, I've got Metcalf over Ayuk, especially if Lockett's out. Yeah, and Purdy did. Someone's asking, is Purdy playing? So Purdy did practice yesterday, right? But still in the concussion protocol? He's still in the concussion protocol. Uh, I believe it was Schefter who tweeted that uh, Kenny Pickett's the only player in the last two years that has been able to return from uh, the concussion protocol. If I get it correct, I apologize if not. Uh, After being put in the protocol during the week. During the week. I don't know what that means because I was reading that the 49ers had a couple of players who didn't miss a game after suffering a concussion. So I don't know what exactly that I'll find it. that means. No, I, I think the best approach is every concussion is different. Some players can get over them quicker than others. Roshan is an example of a player who needed to miss two games with a concussion. And Juju. Juju's another one. Although, you know, is, is he missing it because of the concussion or because they just don't want him to no, play? No, he's missing because of the concussion. All right, fine, fine, fine. Um, each one is different, and we can't guarantee that Brock Purdy is not going to play because what if he clears the protocol in a couple of days? But it's rare to see that happen where a guy is put into the protocol after a game right. and is out of it before the next game on a normal week. Okay, so I think that's the distinction is that it's you have obviously less of a chance if you weren't immediately put in the protocol because some guys are put in the protocol as you know that game during the game when they leave. Purdy was the last. This, this is what Chapter tweeted uh, a few days ago. The last player to be in concussion protocol who played the same week was in 2022 when Kenny Pickett had a concussion in week six and was cleared to play in week seven. Oh, okay, all right. Uh, George Kittle. Then never mind. There's no distinction there. George Kittle. You guys feel good about Kittle? I'm not benching Kittle. But I downgraded Kittle. I mean, you look, I, 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 I look. I Brock Purdy's been awesome, no doubt about it. But how much of it is what he's doing in Kyle Shanahan's system? And so, is Sam Darnold going to have success, fail, be adequate? Like, there's very varying degrees here of what Sam Darnold can do. And so, my guess is. If he's going to be throwing, he's leaning on these those two guys. Like, who else? You know, is, is this going to be a Ray Ray McLeod game? Is this going to be a Juwan Jennings game? He's going to lean on George Kittle. I'm sure mm-hmm. Shanahan's going to make a lot of easy throws for him to get Kittle out in space. And what you've seen from Kittle so far this season, when there's been no Debo and been no Ayuk, the two games that those guys have missed so far this season. Last week, Kittle was great. Week three, Kittle was awesome. That was the game Ayuk was out. Last week was the game Samuel was out. I'm just trusting that. So, Slight downgrade. He was fourth for me. Now he's like ninth, but I'm still starting. Like I wasn't going to go to the waiver wire for Jake Ferguson over George Kittle this week. Yeah, Bengals actually haven't been very good. Have not been that good against tight ends either. No, so they have not. That helps. That helps. And you can start the 49ers DST. I think Dave is or Heath is the most confident in them. Dave and Jamie have the 49ers DST. Kind of low end starters. All right, Minnesota's at Green Bay. We know Green Bay's got some injuries they're dealing with on defense. A couple of defensive backs put on IR including safety Darnell Savage. The, the the Packers have forced only five turnovers this season. 
and Minnesota, they average about five turnovers per game. That's an exaggeration, but they turn the ball over a lot. Um, stat of the game, you know, it's interesting because the, the Packers have been really, really good against quarterbacks, but they've allowed 15 or more PPR fantasy points to a wide receiver in every game. Mooney, London, Olave, St. Brown, Jacoby Myers, Cortland Sutton. We've done a good job on DJ Moore and Devontae Adams, but, you know, number one wide receivers or a wide receiver every game, usually doing pretty damn well. Uh, is Jordan Addison a slam dunk this week? Top 10 receiver. I don't have him that high, wow. but see, I've got him as a number two wide receiver. Okay, so we'll start Addison this week. How do you feel about Kirk Cousins? Well, you mentioned the quarterbacks that, that, that they've done well against quarterbacks. They've played a lot of crappy ones. Yep. No quarterbacks throwing multiple touchdown passes yet, but here's who they've played. Justin Fields, Desmond Ritter, uh, New Orleans. I think that must have been the game that Carr got hurt. Um, Jared Goff, Jimmy Garoppolo, and Russell Wilson. Goff scored 13 points. These guys have been terrible. But that was the David Montgomery game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Goff was efficient in that game, if I recall. He had an interception, but he, he was efficient three in that touchdowns. game, just didn't have the second touchdown. Okay, so so you like Cousins this week? Yeah, I mean, you you look, last week was a pretty good indication of he can survive without Justin Jefferson. Now, you're going to mention the the fluky interception that turned into a touchdown. Maybe that drive ends in a touchdown if it's just knocked away. You know, I mean, there's a lot of different ways to play that out. Well, probably but, not, just because it was the end of the half. Uh, well, that's true, that's fair. Um but still, I, I think you buy into the volume of what Kirk Cousins is going to deliver. Even though this matchup is favorable for the rushing attack, that still doesn't mean that this team is going to have success running the ball. So it's not a slant. Like if Jefferson was playing, I think Cousins would be potentially top five, if not higher. Like that's how good he's been at times this season. But without Jeff, without Jefferson, I think he's still a top 10 quarterback. So for me, him versus Burrow is a fair comparison. Um Higher than that, I don't know if I'd go that way. Like I'd like golf. I like golf better because I think his matchup's fantastic. Uh, I like Stroud slightly better because I think his matchup's fantastic. But right there, nine ten, I think he's well in that range for Cousins. All right, we got some questions for this game from the chat. So how about Christian Watson or Josh Reynolds? It's wow. not that bad for Watson. Okay, I, I would take the upside of Watson. And then here's a good question: Addison is that high in your rankings, even up against Jair Alexander? I don't know if Alexander's playing, and that would make me certainly more encouraged to start Kirk Cousins if he doesn't play. They, and they're, they're you know, you mentioned they're, that they're, Savage is out, still so banged up. Yeah, but if Alexander's back and Rasul Douglas is on the other side, they've got their outside corners that helps them so much. Uh, Devondre Campbell's back, but that's more to help them against the run. Question here: uh, If Alexander doesn't play, I'll be much more encouraged to start Cousins because, like you said, like. I'm expecting him to throw the ball a lot. We just saw a game where Baker threw over 40 times, fell into good production. Now, Goff also threw 50 times last week, and he had a terrible game, so there's downside there. But I think Cousins is okay. I think he's an okay start. And if there's no Alexander, that makes me like him more. Is he still top five fantasy quarterback for the season? Oh, that's a good question. I got it. Uh, Yeah, and... uh... Addison Addison had 10 targets last week. He had two touchdowns. Addison or this time. Yes, true. Addison or Olave? Addison. I uh I do have Olave a little higher. All right. Which uh Vikings? It is the Colts. Which Vikings running back do you prefer? Still Madison, but borderline number two running back. 
Agreed. Uh, Kirk Cousins is currently sixth in PPR points per PPR, like it matters. Jeez, Louise. Uh, sixth in fantasy points per game. One tenth of a point behind Lamar Jackson. Right, if you want eight to ten fantasy points, you're getting that from KJ Osborne pretty consistently. Four to five catches for 47 to 49 yards in each of his last three games. Um, okay, tight ends. We're not expecting Luke Musgrave to play, but I am switching teams there. Sorry. So TJ Hawkinson, we're going to start. Um, Jordan Love. What's your interest level, Dave, and Jordan Love this week? I'd have to be pretty desperate. This Vikings defense has proven, certainly to me, that they are a good unit. They're finding ways to get pressure on the quarterback. Secondary is playing well. I And I'm discouraged by... The, the Packers, it feels like they don't have their identity down yet on offense. And they try to get Jordan Love to throw short. He doesn't do well. They let him throw long. He starts to get a little bit better, but then he turns the ball over. I, he's clearly a work in progress. And I don't I don't want to start him against this good and aggressive Vikings defense. Would you start uh, Russell Wilson or? No, I'm not. I don't want to start any. I don't want to start Russell Wilson over anybody. I think you've seen love the last two games <laughs> or two of three games. 18, 19 fantasy points. That's where he's going to live. Yep. That's fair. But he's got, he's, I still think he has downside to be worse than that. I, I like, I have him 15th right now. I can't say that's where he's going to end up. I could see him falling behind Garoppolo, Carr. Um, he's a top 20 quarterback. Normally, this is when I'd say he's a decent bye week replacement. Nobody's on bye this week. Geno Smith. Yeah, I would, I, I would take him over Garoppolo for sure. Carr's a questionable one because those are basically the same guys. But like, there's no chance I'm starting like Sam Howell against the Eagles over Love. I'll take Howell over Love. Ooh. How about uh, Geno Smith against the Browns? No. I have Geno one spot ahead of Love right now. I don't know how I feel about it. All right, so what are we doing with the Green Bay running backs here? Because do we actually have some sleeper appeal in, with A.J. Dillon if we don't expect much from Aaron Jones? Jones had 11 touches last week, and Dillon, I mean, Dillon's been all right the last couple weeks. Uh, sleeper appeal, maybe. I mean, this Vikings run defense has been great. Yeah, they're really good. You know, and so we- you're, you're, you're talking about splitting touches with these guys. Like, I'll still take Jones over Dillon, and, and hopefully this is where he gets involved in the passing game again. Are, are we sure that Dylan is going to play 60% of the snaps like well, he no. did last week? I'm not sure right. anything. And that's them. the whole thing. Like, yeah. if we were sure of it, then he'd be ranked a lot higher. I'd be nervous to start either Packers running back, to be honest with you. Right. But are, are we really going to gamble? Like, Who do you like better, Aaron Jones or Alexander Madison? Madison. Jones and PPR. At what point do you just say, oh, screw it, I'll take a chance on Aaron Jones? Like, Javante Williams or Aaron Jones? Jones. Javante. Brian Robinson or Aaron Jones? Jones. Jones. Brian Robinson or, or A.J. Dillon? Robinson. Same. Gus Edwards or Aaron Jones? I think I may have asked you that earlier. Sorry. Edwards. Same. All right. Green Bay wide receivers. I'm assuming we, we're not going with Romeo Dobbs at this point. We got to see something here. Uh, the Vikings do allow the fifth most fantasy points to wide receivers, but getting better lately. Uh, but what do we think, Christian Watson? You said you start him over Josh Reynolds. What if Josh Palmer plays? Would you start? What if J- oh. the Joshes? The Joshes. Josh Reynolds. Josh Palmer, Downs. Palmer over Watson. Josh Downs uh, or Watson. Palmer Downs. Watson Reynolds. Yeah, I cosign. Okay, Watson or Watson or JSN. Watson oh, over J- JSN if Lockett plays. JSN over Watson if Lockett is out. Agreed. Beautiful. And 
Yeah, well, is this? Have we Luke- set your lineup yet for you? Or are you good? Me? I don't have. I don't. This is absolutely not. That's not what's happening at all. Um, Christian uh, Luke Musgrave. Yeah, we don't think he's going to play. Right? Musgrave didn't practice yesterday. <laughs> what? It's like it's like your pause button got broken. Like you keep going back to Musgrave. <laughs> well, no, I because I, I was. I got, yeah, he did not practice yesterday, so forget him. Okay, Cincinnati is uh, not Cincinnati; it's San Francisco. What's our next game here? We have Dallas at the Rams. We have the game of the week. Man, your notes get thrown off, and you're all out of whack. So here's what happened with my notes: I forgot to put the Bengals game in the notes, so I noticed that while we were doing one question for each game. So I went to my document that has all the games in it. I have a document every week: week eight games, week seven games, whatever. And I copied and pasted the Cincinnati game into the notes, but I put it at the wrong spot. So I am like Ron Burgundy, where I will read whatever's in front of me. And I read it out loud, and then I realized, well, we've already done that game. So I scrolled down a little bit, and here we are. Rams are at the Cowboys. Is, uh, is Luke Musgrave playing? I don't think so. Stat of the game, that kind of stinks. I didn't have a good stat of the game for this one, but here's one. Michael Gallup leads the Cowboys in targets over the last four games. Okay, you probably don't care because he did nothing with the targets last week. But if he has a good game, don't don't dismiss it. I guess. Um, you guys do not like Matthew Stafford, and he's another guy that's just not doing anything in the red zone or the green zone. He's got the fifth most pass attempts in the NFL. Matthew Stafford, seventeenth in red zone pass attempts, twenty second in green zone pass attempts. It's it's very similar to Trevor Lawrence, except he's throwing the ball downfield, uh, and. Lawrence really isn't, but all right, you guys don't like Stafford. I get it. Uh, let's, Jamie. Why don't you give your thoughts on Daryl Henderson? Dave talked about him earlier. You know, we don't have him ranked very differently, um, and I agree with Dave. He's a low end number two running back. I'll, I'll be a little bit more optimistic just based on what this team has done with their backfield. And you know, again, I'll go back to what we said when we lost Kyron Williams. Is he a special talent, or has the system just been that good for who he has been and what he has been? And so now it's only two games this season where a running back did not get 13 or more PPR points when you go back to last week what Henderson did. And so the real concern would be is, is it going to be more of Henderson and less of Freeman? Because in his first game off the street, he played 57% of the snaps. And so now his legs are underneath him. He's more comfortable in the system. And Sean McVay is probably more comfortable with him. So this really isn't a Freeman thing. It's more of a matchup thing. And so the reason I lean toward liking him a little bit is because of what this Rams offense has done. So I like the fact that they've gotten good production out of guys, not necessarily out of great players. And so I'll lean toward that a little bit in a week where the matchup is up. If the matchup was easy, it would be a slam dunk. You're starting Daryl Henderson. But I do think that he's closer to the group of Mixon, Henry and Jacobs than he is to the group of, for me, Javante, Brian Robinson, and the guys that are still the featured guys or the number one guys that I really think are going to struggle. I would take Henderson over those guys. Okay. I have a question here from Nathan. Henderson, Zach Moss, or Gus Edwards? Who do I start? I would go with Edwards based on the matchup. I would as well. All right. Another running back question from this game. Pollard or Gibbs if Montgomery is out? I originally started the week with Gibbs ahead of Pollard. I still might go back to Gibbs over Pollard. That's a slam dunk Gibbs for me. Yeah, no, without question. The matchup. Well, I just I want to see some better running from Tony Pollard. I understand he's a start this week. He's a top 12 running back. Um, the Rams have been 
good. Ninth fewest fantasy points allowed to running backs. They're okay per carry. They're below average per carry. Um, it's not an easy matchup, but Pollard just hasn't run the ball well. He's He's got a, an avoid rate of 7.3%. And for context, his avoid rate was 20.8% or better in each of his first four seasons. So he's just not himself. Um, yeah, by, by the way, the line is the decision of either. benching Tony Pollard me. and Jameer. Uh, me, I actually have, I think, I maybe that same decision. I have. Let me see my Pollard team here. Mostert? I have a Pollard, Mostert, Swift team, I think. Oh, and Gibbs? Well. I don't know and, if it's I don't know if it's Gibbs in that. Hold on, hold on. I'll tell you. I know everyone's Somebody's a little running back genius over there. So interested. I have Barkley, Ken Walker, Swift, and Pollard. So, and I'm oh, sharpening. you're benching Walker at this point. Yeah, um, yeah. Even yeah. if he's healthy. Yeah. All right. But but that was a t- originally I had Pollard on the bench, but now if Walker plays, I, I don't try. Yeah, I'll, I'll put Pollard in. But uh, yeah, okay. Anyway, no one cares. Um. Start the Rams wide receivers, both of them, right? No questions. Just start them. No questions. Yep. Catches and yards are king for them. Uh, let's talk about Dak Prescott. You're going to sit Tyler Higby, by the way. But Dak Prescott, coming off his best game of the season, 27 fantasy points at the Chargers. He uh, Compare him to Joe Burrow. Dak or Joe? Uh, Burrow slightly, but Dak's history after a bye is absolutely insane. Hmm. So he has, I think it's six seasons or seven seasons, um, all but one game over 22 fantasy points after a bye. His worst game was 18 points. He's averaging after a bye 26.9 fantasy points. I tweeted this so the exact games are, are there if you want to look. Wow. 26.9 fantasy points. And I believe that's the exact number he scored his last game was 26.9 fantasy points. Or it's the last time he placed the Rams. It's one of the two. Or the, I, I remember the number was freaky that it was the exact same thing. Hmm. But... Um, his numbers after a buy are ridiculous. And when I tweeted this, it was like, well, that's not with McCarthy calling plays. Well, McCarthy was still the head coach and he did it over different various, different variations of offense coordinators during that time. So he obviously is well-prepared. I was expecting the joke of, well, the Cowboys will never get a buy in the playoffs. So it won't matter. But, um, <laughs> in, in any event, uh, he's been good in his career coming off of a buy. So that made me a little bit more encouraged to say he's a starting quarterback this week. Slam dunk must start. No, but. In the top 10 range, he's close. I agree. Uh, there was a little talk this week from his offense coordinator about his rushing and how that's yeah. been a part of his game that was missing and that the Cowboys were really happy that he ran for that touchdown in his last game. And I, I, you look at the Rams, they've given up some numbers on the ground to quarterbacks. Dobbs had a good game on the ground against them. Uh, obviously, Richardson and Hurts did too. I, I wonder if that makes the difference and that he gets, even if it's only 20, 25 yards on the ground, to help push him over 20 fantasy points. I've got him as a QB one this week. Well, that's McCarthy's offense. If it's just making your quarterback make plays, which is what he did with Aaron Rodgers and is seemingly doing with Dak based on the routes that they're running, there's going to be times where he's got to escape the pocket. And if he doesn't see anything, he's going to run a little bit more, similar to what Aaron Rodgers was doing, where he wasn't getting you know 50 yards a game, but he was getting you 20 yards a game. And the mobile quarterbacks are the ones who've had the good games against the Rams. Anthony Richardson and Jalen Hurts are the only quarterbacks who have done well against them. They've done very well against them. Um, so would you start Dak Prescott or, uh, sorry if I asked you this earlier, Jordan Love? Dak. Dak. Dak or Cousins? I have Kirk ahead of Dak. By the way, Jamie said he was waiting for that bye week joke. Uh, Jamie sent me some really good jokes. Here's another one from Jamie. Another dad joke from Jamie. Dave, uh, I always thought that orthopedic shoes were overrated, but I stand corrected. 
All right, start Tony Pollard. He's not as Again, high. Again, not my jokes. I, copy I understand. Nobody's, nobody's dad jokes are their own. Uh, they circulate. Start Pollard. Uh, La- CeeDee Lamb. Do you guys trust him this week? 100%. You have to. Okay. Uh, who's the, who's the uh, third best receiver in this game? Is it Lamb? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, oh, Gallup Cooks. Gallup Cooks, Jake Ferguson. Any interest in these guys? Ferguson, yes. Low end starting tight end. I think what we'll see is hopefully uh, all the time that he played last game is played high snap share uh, in their last game, 86%. That leads to some more targets and hopefully some more production. Um, Cooks and Gallup are desperation plays at this point. I'm going to lean Cooks just based on, like I said, I said this when we talked about the game the last time it happened and then the waiver wire stuff, that I think with Dak on the off script plays, starting to look for him a little bit more, that means the rapport is getting a little bit better. So while Gallup's getting more targets, you can bank on that, and I don't have a problem with it, but I think Cooks is going to start to take off from this point forward. Okay, and then uh, last one. (laughs) You know, Dave, people said I'd never get over my obsession with Phil Collins, but take a look at me now. (laughs) 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 Thank you, Jamie. I got a lot of mileage on it. I sent those to a lot of people. All right, we're going to take a break. We got we got four more games, so we got to scoot. We got to get a move on it here, guys. Those were the tougher games. The next, the last ones will be a little bit more, uh, a little bit easier starter sit decisions. We'll take a break. We'll come back with the, uh, the Raiders and the Lions after this. Hip hop takes the stand in the new documentary as we speak. Rap music on trial now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Rap lyrics are playing an increasingly prominent role in criminal cases. Every song, every lyric, every video that you've ever been involved with. They're going to use against you. Follow rap artist Kemba as he explores the weaponization of rap lyrics in the criminal justice system. This artistic expression is a confession. I'm ready. Roll the tape. Watch the eye-opening new documentary as we speak, Rap Music on Trial, exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Terms apply. Check out our new NBA show, Beyond the Arc, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, where you can find me, John Gonzalez, NBA insider Bill Ryder, and Ashley Nicole Moss, Five days a week talking all things NBA. Whether you're looking for insightful discussions, upbeat commentary, breaking news, interviews, or coverage of all the biggest stories in the NBA, our new show is the place to be five days a week. Download and follow Beyond the Arc on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts. All right, Las Vegas is at Detroit. Stat of the game that you probably already know, or at least you know the gist of, and did I spell gist right? I spelled it J-I-S-T. Incorrect. G I G, G. Okay, so you know the G H I S T E. Dating back to 2022, Jared Goff has scored 20 or more fantasy points in 10 of 12 home games. We like Jared Goff. I think he's somewhere around eighth for everybody. Start him. Um, sit Garoppolo. And is okay. Adams and Myers are easy, right? Start them, even though they've struggled, or Adams has struggled. Yes. Okay. I mean, I I don't know what else to really tell you. I'm encouraged with Garoppolo coming back for Devontae, but uh, we're we're waiting for another breakout game for Devontae. And in the meantime, he's got too much upside. You don't want to miss out, so you're starting him. <sighs> okay, and then so then the real question is Josh Jacobs. Oh, I got a good trade. The Jets should trade Dalvin Cook to the Raiders for Devontae Adams for when Aaron Rodgers comes back. <laughs> Seems like a fair deal in the yeah. playoffs. Uh, no, yeah. next year. So for Josh Jacobs here, let's talk about some wide receivers you might start over him. Would you start T. Higgins or Josh Jacobs? 
Jacobs. I'm not there yet with Higgins. I agree. Nico Collins or Josh Jacobs? Nico. Wow, you jumped at that one. I believe I still have Jacobs higher than Nico. George That's only PPR, obviously. Don't know if I feel so good about it. George Pickens or or Josh Jacobs? Pickens. I'm going to repeat my answer from what I just said seven seconds ago. Okay. Um, let's see. Ken Walker and Gus Edwards, the only running backs to score more than six points. Is that right against the Lions? That's crazy. Yep. And yep. I'm just trying to there see. Yeah, do running backs do well in the passing game against them? Not really. I mean, Edwards had the 80-yard catch, but no, they've been yes, really good. certainly count on a play like that every week. They've been really good against running backs in the passing game. So this matchup stinks, and, you know, just like I said on Wednesday, Josh Jacobs has the third most carries, the most targets, and the second most catches among running backs, so it's hard to get him out of your lineup. Uh, but we just gave you some players that you could do that for. All right, you like the Raiders wide receivers. Michael Mayer, any interest? I got more encouraged by him with Jimmy Garoppolo coming back. Not a <clears throat> not a starting tight end, but in the streaming range if you're stuck. But this is a good week for tight ends, so I don't know how many people are going to be stuck. Would you carry him on your bench this week, or do you think you can just cut him and then potentially just pick him up as a waiver ad? Like, he's he's not going to be as popular as Dalton Kincaid was no, next Tuesday, no, no. unless he has, like, a two-touchdown game, something wild like that. Well, if he has so a two-touchdown game, I think game, you can get away from even having him on your roster. Except they are playing. I'm sorry, they are playing the Giants next week, which I don't know if that's a good matchup or not. But it's not. They're they're playing. Jets but after that, who's Dolphins on? After Kitt, that. Kittle's on by. But look, Kittle is on by. Laporta is on by. Ingram is on by. And who's the other team? There's one more team on by next week. Uh, Denver. Uh, so okay, so it's it's just three must start tight ends on by next week. So just keep that in mind if you do want to stash Michael May. Would you Would you rather stash him or? Ferguson or Trey McBride or I don't know. We can we can throw McBride, in a couple of other sure. names. Yeah. And Ferguson. Both those. Yeah. Guys. yeah. Um what about Lou Musgrave Adams? He playing this week? <laughs> Good question. All right. So the Lions are pretty easy, right? Goff is a must start. Gibbs is a must start because we're not expecting Montgomery. Amandra St. Brown is a must start. Sam Laporta is a must start. And then do you have any interest in Josh Reynolds or Jameson Williams? Uh not for Williams. He has to show something first. And there was some stories coming out of Detroit like they're waiting for it. So hopefully they're going to continue to feature him. So if you do want to continue to stash him, if you have the roster spot, that's fine. I would probably move on, but who knows because they have a bye next week. But um, Ronald is kind of just what he is at this point. You know, he's a he's a number four receiver that if you're stuck, you play him as, as a number three guy or flex. Better in PPR than non. It's just, you know, with with everybody healthy at this point, it's hard to say he's he's going to get as much opportunities. He's had three targets each of the last two games. Josh Reynolds, 70% rostered. So I think the party might yeah, be they're over. behind Kendrick Bourne on the Kendrick Bourne list. Okay. Bourne is still available in a bunch of leagues. So if you're really counting on one of those lines wide receivers, I don't know who is. You must be in the deepest of leagues ever. You can go and get Bourne. Uh, he's probably already rostered in those leagues. Here, sorry, you're stuck. It's Josh Reynolds and his seven points in joy. I'll tell you who's available in some leagues is the Lions DST. They're 58% rostered, same as Zach Charbonnet. And you guys have them third this week. I'm finished with this. I'm going to drop them a little bit because that was before Garoppolo was playing. All right. Uh, Philadelphia is at Washington. And Washington usually plays them pretty well. The last five meetings, Philadelphia is 4-1. But uh, there was a three-point win, a four-point win, a loss, uh, an overtime win earlier this week, this uh, year. And Washington won by 11 points last week. I think it was uh, that was 
the only loss of the year with Jalen Hurts last year uh, was Washington and then the Super Bowl. Okay, so this is a scary combination for the Washington defense. You've got Jalen Hurts, who has the fourth highest air yards per pass attempt, and then you've got Washington, who gives up the most deep deep plays in football. So Hurts, yes, Swift, top 12 in both formats. A.J. Brown is a must-start. I, I want to maybe take a little step back from start or sit, and I just want to give you guys some numbers. Comparing the first nine games of 2022 before Dallas Goddard got hurt to the first seven games of 2023. Here is Devontae Smith's 17-game pace. So this is last year before Dallas Goddard's injury. Devontae Smith was on pace for 87 catches, 909 yards, six touchdowns on 115 targets. He was wide receiver 35 per game. This year, he's on pace for 78 catches, down from 81, um, 900, not from 87, sorry, 930 yards up from 909 and five touchdowns down from six on 121 targets up from 115. It's very similar. And he's not a top 30 wide receiver this year either, just like he wasn't before Goddard got hurt. But there, there are some differences. I mean, there's some other things, but I just thought that was really interesting. It's like the same thing is happening. Um, but the big difference is A.J. Brown is just... Like, A.J. Brown in those first seven nine games last year was on pace for 138 targets. This year, he's on pace for 182 targets. So there's just some problems here for Devontae. Remember when he was upset early in the season? That was insane. That was I was asking, who would you rather have rest of the season, Devontae Smith or A.J. Brown? Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, anyway, uh, it, Devontae Smith this week, what do we, you know, starter set? High-end number three receiver. I'm more optimistic. I'll put him in my top 24 because of the matchup, because Washington's been so terrible against the deep ball. We know that he can win there. A.J. Brown can too, and it might be all A.J. Brown. But I, I wonder a little bit if, if Jalen Hurts' knee injury makes him run a little bit less. Maybe he only carries the ball on tush pushes and not you know scramble plays or anything like that. And Maybe he throws a little bit more. Maybe the target volume goes up for everybody in Philadelphia, and I think that can help Devontae. On the other side of the ball, start Goddard, by the way. On the other side of the ball, um, all right, Brian Robinson is someone that you guys want to get away from. Totally understandable. The Eagles, you just ask Raheem Mostert. You cannot run on the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, McLaurin, you guys talked about. I know Jamie likes McLaurin better than Smith. I forgot, Dave. You like Smith slightly better than McLaurin? Nope, I've got like McLaurin, McLaurin over okay. Smith. So start McLaurin. Um, any interest in Samuel? Or, we'll get back to Sam Howell. We'll talk about him in a second. But any interest in Curtis Samuel or Jahan Dotson this week? Nobody's on by. Would you start either of them over Josh Downs? No. Okay. Over, I ah, forget it. Logan Thomas is outside the top 12, but inside the top 15. He's all right. Eagles are 14th against tight ends. So Sam Howell, you know, I think probably tempting to just put him in the 20s after last week's performance. But you guys, he, he scored 21.6 points against them a few weeks ago. Dave, you have Sam Howell 13th. Heath has him 14th. Jamie 17th. But you still feel like you could start maybe Sam Howell. It's it's definitely in pencil, and I am looking for reasons to get away from Sam Howell. But I think he's going to throw a lot, and I think that he can fall into production. It's the same argument that I have for Kirk Cousins, but on a lower scale. Okay. He may get murdered this game. I mean, he's... Oy. He's been sacked 40 times. 
He's on pace to shatter the NFL record for sacks. And now you're going up against this defensive line, which he had success against last time these two teams met. Like, I think they're going to kill him. <laughs> it's scary. <laughs> it's, it's hot. I mean, it is like almost Halloween, you know? I, uh, all right. That's it for this game. Philadelphia's DST. You start them. Baltimore's at Arizona. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some quarterbacks you like way better than Hal, Jamie? Way better? I mean, sure. he's 17th, so it's not like I'm saying he's going to be an absolute poop show because he's been a good fantasy quarterback. Yeah, sure. But he's averaging around 18 points per game. I would start Love over him. That's an easy one for me. I would start Carr over him. That's an easy one for me. Uh, Stroud is easy. Uh, Cousins is easy. Mm-hmm. Um, Burrow is easy. You know, even Dak is easy. He's been better than than those guys. Okay. Uh, How about- the, the one that I'm toying with in, in my own league is the Superflex League is Terod Taylor over Sam Howell. If Daniel Jones is ruled out, no. I think Taylor might be in a better spot against the Jets, but it's the Jets. Yeah, I mean, listen, Taylor's that, that's more trust in Taylor than it is right. in Howell. They both have terrible matchups, right? Yeah, I kind of, I kind of get that. Uh, Minshew, so, I'll, I'll, I'll study it. I'm not, I'm not. Committing. I would start Minshew over Howell. Yes, Minshew over Howell this week too. Huh? Yeah. Okay. All right. Baltimore's at Arizona, and your stat of the game: a running back is 17 or more carries. Howell may get benched at some point. I mean, that's where they are with him. Ron Rivera is having to defend him at this point. He's missing throws. I think, you know. He's holding the ball forever. Yeah, he, he's missing It's not just throws. the offensive line. Like, we can sit here and say that the line stinks. It does. But he's holding the ball forever. The, the line is terrible, Struggle though. Pressure. Especially on the interior and the Eagles' interior defensive line. Oh, my gosh. But he already, he already had a good game against the Eagles. So, all right, Baltimore at Arizona. I, I told you the stat. It's about Gus Edwards and, and all these running backs that are running and running and running. On Arizona now, look they've they faced some really good running backs, right? Um, Brian Robinson in Week One had 19 carries. Then Barkley, Pollard, McCaffrey, Mixon stunk. Uh, Kyron Williams had a huge second half against them. Ke- uh, Ken Walker. Um, I don't know, man. I see. I don't know that there's much to debate in this game because Lamar Jackson is obvious and Mark Andrews and uh, you don't. Well, we should talk about Demarcado, I guess, and Marquise Brown, but. But, I, but I, go back to you, you referenced one of those guys. The Mixon stat line could very easily be the Gus Edwards stat line. I don't know, man, because Mixon had twenty five carries, and that's the thing. It's like I don't know that Gus Edwards gets to twenty. I don't think he does. When does no, no, he no. Ever? But, the, but the yardage, like 81. fifteen for eighty, he could like he could have a very plausible stat line for Edwards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, it's a week. I just, I mean, running backs just it's tough this week. So he's a top twenty running back, top twenty four running back for you guys. Understand. Um, all right, Zay Flowers. Dave is not as high on Zay Flowers because he's worried about the pass volume. Jamie has Flowers as a borderline number two, three wide receiver. Um, okay. I think we, t- we talked about that earlier during one question for each game. He has more targets than Mark Andrews since Andrews came back. He has he's 44, and Andrews has 40. Start Andrews. He gets more targets when they have a hard time running the football. Last week, they did not have a hard time running the football. Or using and certainly using their running backs on offense. If we get a big surprise and Kyler Murray plays this week, uh, where would you rank him? Ahead of Sam Howell. Uh, Not maybe, maybe 16th. Okay. First game back from an ACL against the Ravens. I I would be, I would be hesitant. Okay. uh, Let's, how about Amari DiMarcado? Because I, I could make a case for him over Gus Edwards. Even. I could make a case for him over a lot of running backs. He played 80% of the snaps last week. He's involved in the passing game. 
we lo- we we put the Ravens' run defense on a pedestal. They're giving up 4.4 yards per carry to running backs, the eighth most receiving yards per game to running backs. They're 18th overall against running backs. This is just an on-paper case for Amari DiMercato. Now shred it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, look, four catches last week. That was nice. You know, that's probably something that's still there for him because of how this game will unfold. The the wild card in all this is we have a two-game sample size without James Conner. One of them, DiMercato, both of them, DiMercato led their backfield in snaps. One of them, he barely touched the ball, and it was Keontae Ingram. Then we come back last week, and he gets 17 total touches. So if you tell me he's getting 17 total touches, I think he's a flex. I don't think you could trust him as anything more than that against this defense where they're probably going to be behind by two touchdowns early if the Ravens offense shows up like we saw last week. So start, no. Trust, no. Desperation play, yeah. Tank Dell or Amari DiMercato? Dell has more upside. Um, Dell and PPR. Christian Watson or DiMercato? Watson over Dell, so Watson over DiMercato. Uh, I agree, Watson over DiMercato. Uh, DiMercato or Jalen Warren or Najee Harris? I'll take the Steelers. Same. Damian Pierce. Pierce now, we're getting, now we're getting close. Oh, all right. Uh, I do have Pierce one spot ahead of DiMercato right now. Starter said Marquise Brown. Number three receiver. He's a flex. A little revenge game narrative, so you got to like yeah, that. Yeah, um, I like that. Targets, targets will be there for him. And and obviously, we've seen this Ravens defense give up some, you know, bust in their coverage. But I I think still, your Josh Dobbs has just not been good. And you know, Brown, while he's getting a lot of opportunities, some of it has been touchdown or bust production. So I don't want to buy into it fully. And Trey McBride is someone that you should stash. We don't have him ranked in the top 15 this week, but he's exciting. He really is. You know, In college, as a senior, he had 90 catches for over 1,100 yards. He never catches touchdowns. Caught 10 touchdowns in 40 games in college. I don't. Uh, he did have a touchdown last year in week 17 or something like that, but Baltimore is second best against tight ends. But stash Trey McBride. The Jets are at the Giants. If you want to hear a Garrett Wilson rankings dispute, uh, they both like him. Dave has him 27th. Jamie has him 17th. But you can listen to that. In the you must world. think a lot of receivers are going to get 15-plus PPR points if you have him 27th. I think that's close to his ceiling. And you don't, Jamie? I think he's going to do better than that, yeah. But I also think if you get any 15 PPR points, that's an easy number two receiver. Yeah. yeah the, the Giants, it's interesting. They've been using their rookie cornerback, Deontay Banks, to shadow number one receivers, DK Metcalf, Played a lot against Tyreek Hill. He shadowed. Their other corner's been playing well. Hawkins last couple weeks. Dory Jackson, hopefully back this week. Uh, But uh, I don't know how they're going to defend Garrett Wilson. It's either going to be, I think, I think it could be Banks shadowing him. And he'll beat Banks. (laughs) Like, Banks has been good for a rookie, but he'll beat him. Just like McLaurin did uh, on enough plays. So, yeah, let's start him. It's not a a question. It's just how much do you like him? Brees Hall is an easy start. And... um, but Saquon Barkley is an easy start, and Darren Waller. The Jets actually give up the most fantasy points to tight ends. Mostly, it's because of touchdowns. I think they've allowed five touchdowns to tight ends. They don't give up a ton of yards. The Jets have allowed five touchdowns to tight ends and one touchdown to a wide receiver this year, and that was, I think, Stefan Diggs in week one. They haven't given up a touchdown to a wide receiver since then. So well, if there's ever a team that makes sense yeah. to... <laughs> Let's do it. So this is the easiest game ever, right? Start the running backs, Wilson and Waller. Yes, right? sir. And the Jets DST. 
and maybe the Giants GST too. I, that's not the worst. Not the worst call. Uh, all right, who who wins? Nobody wins. Giants. The football loses when this game is played. Over on the over under is thirty six and a half. Oh man, that's bad. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Okay. Thanks everybody. Uh, enjoy uh, enjoy your weekend. Today today is trunk or treat. You guys ever do trunk or treat? No, but I see a lot this week for some reason. It's new, clearly, right? What is it? It basically like we and when you I live go someplace in, and you do trick or treating out of your car. Well, like last year when I lived in Sleepy That's Hollow, creepy. trunk or treat was uh, the fire department and the police department. They would set up trucks and they and you would just walk around each truck and get candy from them. This is at my son's school today. Some of the parents are putting treats in their tr- you know in their trunks or and giving it out so it's it's just trick <laughs> so or treat Keith's a- car will definitely be in the garage tri- could, you, could you imagine adam come here kid come check out my car i got candy for you <laughs> i'm not i'm not bringing my car but uh it's basically trick-or-treating in a parking lot this is it's basically what it is i'd hate so. to see what the backseat of the forerunner look like <laughs> jeez okay uh have a have a good weekend everybody we'll talk to you on the mailbag i have to find something to make fun of dan for and uh, that won't be hard. Oh, well, I mean, we're still getting mileage out of the burger thing. Oh, ask Dave. I don't think we ever asked Dave this. All right, Dave, settle the burger dispute here. Go okay. ahead, Dave. I, I'm an expert in burgers. Go ahead. What, what is the if they bring you a burger with a wooden stick in it? What do you do with that wooden stick? Take it out and throw it in the trash. <laughs> Dan, Dan says, "No, you got to leave it in there. You get, it's got you got all the lettuce. And you got the bacon. And you got the toppings. You got the tomato. You got to keep it in there. You got to keep it together. If you take the stick out, it all falls apart." So, so first off, Dan Dan <laughs> made fun of you and Heath um, slightly uh, because we all took him out to lunch, and I was the only one that treated him. Um, and so, <laughs> so uh, I took him to. Um, we got a hamburger. I won't say where to. Did you hamburger. tell him where you took him? Because that's an interesting story. Um, we talked about that already. Okay. So I he, he had a hamburger, and I was you know just casually observing Dan for any <laughs> comedic things that would have come come up, and I noticed that he and I guess I should have really observed it that he was moving the stick around in the hamburger. It wasn't like he just ate around the stick. That's what I thought initially, but he was moving the stick around as he explained to us because he got a brisket burger, so there was some stuff on it, and he says the stick is not. I always thought of it as a temperature stick because usually you see what, you know, when you yes. order meat, they put yeah, right. what it was. So uh, he kept moving the, the stick around or he, while he was eating it. And I thought that was a little weird. Some people <laughs> have said that that's not weird. It's weird. But the majority of people think it's weird that he was moving the stick around. Like, because to me, a hamburger is like, it's, it's your hands, you know, so your hands hold the thing in place. Yeah. 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 I can think of one burger that I've had in my life where I, I needed that stick. And that's it. That's a charm city in Deerfield beach, Florida. That's what I'm yeah. talking about. Like they have a burger called the big sloppy. What is this comment here? Look at this. Dan is greater than Adam from Seabass. Dude, Seabass. I thought we were, I thought we were cool. After your, uh, after your display the other day, yeah, Dan, Dan's going to crush you in your sporting event. <laughs> what display? Your thumbs, the whole thing. What do you mean my thumbs? You said you couldn't lift something because your thumbs. I said that? Yeah. That's probably true. All right, we'll talk to you later, everybody. See ya.
It's the UEFA Champions League on Paramount Plus. Europe's top club soccer tournament. Champions versus champions. The best teams facing off in the knockout rounds. Magnificent! And it all takes place. While you're filling out financial reports at work. In the middle of your day, in the middle of your week. So use that second screen. Call in sick. Do whatever you gotta do to tune in Tuesdays and Wednesdays. Nobody watches the UEFA Champions League like us. Stream every match live exclusively on Paramount Plus. 